From Parkway Church in Kurana, this is the Parkway Podcast. Our prayer is that this message blesses and encourages you today as you listen. If you would like to know more information on who we are as a church, you can visit our website, weareparkway.com. I, I was really wrestling this week in my mind and in my spirit and in my heart on what to share this morning. If you were here last week, I mentioned that God was stirring my heart for something, uh, a word, and I was preparing that word, and it was flowing. I'm just like, man, this is it, Lord. This is not what I was preparing in the series, but this is it. And I'm just like jiving with my laptop and my Bible, and it was good. And then with all this other stuff, I just I was unsettled in my spirit about it. And so that I kind of put on hold uh, because I felt led to, and I'm airing on wisdom this morning. I don't know what that word's for. It's coming. I don't know when. You can be prepared for that. But um, I'm, I'm airing on wisdom because of everything that's happened with uh, COVID-19 um, in the media and news and around our world. We had we had began a series called The Way, and that really, the idea behind that series began out of an examination of the road Jesus took to the cross, the, the literal road he walked as he carried the cross from his sentencing with Pontius Pilate and the people he met along the way to when he fell to when he was crucified. Um, and the, the path, uh, the road that he took is known as the Via Dolorosa, and that's a Latin term meaning the way of suffering or the path of pain or the way of the cross. And it's, again, it's a road that Jesus supposedly walked as he carried that cross. It's marked by, in Jerusalem by 14 different stations uh, that called stations of the cross that, that mark those moments and incidences and encounters that Jesus had. But essentially what Jesus did is he, he denied himself. He denied himself. He humbled himself by becoming man. He was still fully God, fully man, but he became obedient um, to the Father, even to the place of death on a cross. He denied himself so that he could take our sins and make a way for salvation. And so the thought behind the way, the series The Way, was there is a way in which we're to follow Jesus. And we were going to, and are, examining the way that Jesus took in order to say, okay, what is the way that we follow Christ? Mark chapter 8 says this, verse 34, kind of the key verse for this series says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and the gospel will save it. What better time to practice denying yourself than in a world crisis? What better time to take the way of Jesus than when a time when people are in panic? And so what is the way of Jesus and how are we to act in times like this? And I was drawn to the scripture in Matthew chapter 8. So if you have a Bible, you can turn there. We're going to read a quick story in a moment. I went to uh, No Frills on Friday morning. We were at a kitty litter. And so I was going to get some kitty litter. And everyone's buying toilet paper, but I'm buying kitty litter because even cats got to go. True story. And I was there first thing in the morning, there was probably about four or five cars in the parking lot, and within minutes, the place was flooded, absolutely flooded. By the time I left, 10 minutes later, the parking lot was full. You know, people are stockpiling and, and, and grabbing stuff, and I'm not against that. I think, it's, I think there's wisdom in being prepared. I'm just being mindful of the fact that don't be selfish, right? Sometimes the way of Jesus, not sometimes, the way of Jesus is to deny yourself and think of others. 
take up your cross. And so I wonder when we're stockpiling, are we thinking about those around us? What Jesus is really saying in this scripture, he's saying is be like me. Be like me. Be self-sacrificing. Give yourself for others. Follow me. Follow my pattern of life. And if he was in no frills that morning, he might have said, share the toilet paper and the kitty litter. <laughs> There's lots of kitty litter. It works. Just saying. <laughs> that, was, that was a good joke. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold that one. Matthew chapter 8. I want to walk through a story there. Um, I was drawn to the scripture in Psalms chapter 46, verse 10, that says this, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Keep calm and know that God is God. God sees all. God knows all. He's omniscient. That means he has all knowledge. All possible knowledge is in the hands of God. He's not startled. He's not caught off guard. He's not surprised. Oh, shoot, didn't know this was happening. He's, he knows all things. In the Bible, it says in Psalms chapter 139 that he has ordained our days and written them in his book before any of them came to be. So he knows your life and all that is going to happen in your life until the day you are called home. He knows. Be still. And know that I am God. Be still. It's hard to be still, though. Uh, when I was a kid, we loved to go camping. We went camping all the time. We were big campers. Anybody campers here? You go camping? It's hard to get people to camp nowadays, I feel. You know, you tell someone, hey, you want to burn a couple of vacation days and sleep outside on the floor, on the ground? No? We get to go to the bathroom in the woods. Probably be freezing cold. <laughs> Any takers? We loved camping as a, as a kid, but eventually we upgraded to tent trailer camping. Now, some of you, that's not camping. You're like, if you're not sleeping under the stars, you're not camping. But that, to that, us, that was camping, and we would always go with a, a number of families to different spots every year. It was like we had this cluster of people, and sometimes there's, you know, others in and out, but there's kind of like this cluster that always went, and we'd go to these different spots, and I was young, so I don't remember the names of them, but I remember this one had a beautiful lake, and our campsite was literally right on the lake. It was like you could walk out, and it was just amazing, absolutely gorgeous. And on this particular day, some of the older teenagers, I was young, um, I don't even remember how old I was, that's how young I was, but some of the older teen teenagers took a canoe out into the middle of the lake with no life jackets. And I don't remember what was happening, but I remember it was evening time, and all of a sudden I heard a parent yell, sit down! And I looked out, and sure enough, there's a teenager in the canoe standing up. Now, anybody who's been in a canoe before knows that standing up in a canoe is not a good idea. Sure enough, very quickly, all of them were out of the canoe and in the lake without life jackets. And I remember the campsites, there was panic among the parents. One of the, one of the dads got in his, I don't know what kind of boat it was, but I remember just seeing him go zoom out. And, you know, again, I was young. I didn't really know what was happening, but everyone made it safely to shore. But I remember that. You know, one of the worst things you can do when, when a canoe is rocking is stand up and move around. One of the best things you can do when a canoe is rocking is to remain calm and still. Scripture says, be still. Be still and know that I am God. We're a faith community. I've been really dwelling on that term, faith community, the last couple of days. That means that we live by faith in God, especially in times of uncertainty. You know, faith isn't faith until you need faith. 
Faith isn't really faith until faith is tested. Faith isn't really faith until all you have left is faith. Faith is believing in what you cannot see and confidence, confidence in what you hope for. So we have faith in Jesus and we have confidence in the promises that he gives us. So Matthew chapter 8, we're told of a time when Jesus and his disciples were caught in a storm. They had just finished doing some ministry. Jesus had been healing. He met a centurion who showed him incredible faith. He had been doing some teaching, and then him and his disciples were getting in a boat, and they were going to go to the other side where they are going to do some more ministry. Actually, Jesus on the other side was going to encounter a couple demon-possessed men, so he was about to go head-to-head with some demonic spiritual activity. And it says this on the way. This is what happens in, in verse 23, Matthew chapter 8. It says, Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him, And suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. Disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Actually, it was probably Mike, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Shout it, it's okay. Shout a praise, right? He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up. So he's still lying down when he says that, right? He's still in bed. You know, he's got covers on, you know, pillow there. You little faith, come on, I'm trying to sleep. Why are you so afraid? And then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. So here's what we see from very plain reading of this story. It says that they're in a boat in water, and they're suddenly hit by a storm. The word suddenly means suddenly. Suddenly. It came on fast. It came out of nowhere. They didn't see it coming. Does that sound like anything to you this week maybe? Last couple months? What's going on? My experience in no frills? Suddenly. They're hit suddenly by a storm. And we know that the waves were sweeping over the boat. So not only are they in a storm, but they're being directly impacted by it. Do you know you can be in a storm and not be directly impacted by it? Like you can be in uncertain times and not experience uncertainty. Right? Sometimes we live this way because we hear about what's going on, maybe in someone else's life, maybe what's happening across the world, and we think, wow, but it doesn't hit close to home. Then you can be in a storm and be directly impacted by it. You're in an uncertain time, and it's come a little bit closer to home. It's not just something that's far off. All of a sudden, it's impacting how we gather as a community. They were in in a storm. Now, now what's interesting about this is, you know, this sounds cliche, but storms can be different for everybody, right? You You can be in a different kind of circumstance, and you can be in a different kind of circumstance, and you can be in a different kind of circumstance. Togetherness. There's, there's power in numbers. I don't know about you, but often when, when I'm going through something and somebody's with me, it's a little bit easier. Or when I'm going through something and somebody's going through something similar or going through it with me, it's a little easier. And so here we, we have this group of people that are going through something together. We need to recognize as a, as a church community, as Parkway Church, that this is not a movie theater. Right? You don't come and pay a ticket and sit down and, and enjoy a good show. You know, the band is amazing, yes. I can speak a good word here or there, I'll get it. But you're not, it's not a movie, movie theater. Right? We're a church. We're people. We're a body of people. 
and we're to be unified. We're, we're together in this. We're together in this. Together. There's a, there's a term that you, you would hear among old sailors back when most relied on sails called hold fast. Hold fast. When the water was raging and blasting against the ship and the sound of thunder and the sound of waves and there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of, um, of, of, of craze on the ship, they would yell to one another, hold fast. And they would yell shouting over the sound of the thunder and over the sound of the waves um, to one another, hold fast. And what it meant was uh, securely grip the rig and ride out the waves, ride out the storm. Hold fast. And so all of a sudden they'd hear that and they'd grip the rig, they'd grip the rope, and they'd ride out together along the storm. And I love this because it tells me a couple things. First, in the storms of life, the times of uncertainty, sometimes you just need to grip the rig and hold on. Sometimes we just need to be still. Be still. There's a lot of panic in our world today. A lot of fear in our world today. Grip the rig. Hold fast. Be still. And know that God is God. The second thing, I, what I like about this, this idea is that they shout to one another. Hold fast. Can I just shout to you for a moment? I won't shout. Be still. Be still. Be still and know that God is still God in 2020. Be still and know that God is still God in this time. Be still. Even know that the COVID-19 thing is traveling faster than we thought. Or we don't know what's going to happen a week from now, a month from now, or three months from now. Be still. Be still. He's still God. He didn't stop being God because we're in a different circumstance. He didn't stop being God because we have to stockpile toilet paper. He didn't stop being God because we have to maybe gather differently. Be still. You got a little fear, be still. Hold fast. Grip the rig. Grip the rig. Allow your faith to be faith in this moment. Unleash it. And trust God is still God. Be still. Hold fast. In Joshua chapter 23, the Israelites had just uh, crossed over into the promised land, and Joshua was going to kind of give them their final instructions. Um, there were still some nations in the land. There were still some people that had yet been driven out, and, and they, their temptation would be to be like the nations around them. So he gave them these final instructions. He says in, in Joshua chapter 23, verse 6, he says, Be very strong. Be careful to obey all that is written in the book of the law of Moses without turning aside to the right or to the left. Do not associate with these nations that remain among you. Do not invoke the names of their gods or swear by them. You must not serve them or bow down to them, but you are to hold fast to the Lord your God as you have until now. What he's, what he's doing to the Israelites is he's shouting, Grip the rig! Grip the rig! Hold fast. See, our temptation can be to panic when people are panicking. And our temptation can be to act in fear when everyone's fearful. But we're the family of God. And we're people of faith. And so we act differently. We deny ourselves what our natural inclination might be to act like. We deny, we follow the way of Jesus, we be still, we hold fast to our God. He says, hold fast to the Lord your God as you have until now. Hold fast. So let's go back to the story of the disciples. They're in this boat, and it says, suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. 
but Jesus was sleeping. But Jesus. That's a good term. But Jesus. COVID-19, but Jesus. Bad report, but Jesus. Bad diagnosis, but Jesus. Don't know what tomorrow looks like, but Jesus. Don't know what to do, but Jesus. Couple observations. Jesus is in their boat. Pretty obvious. We know we read the story. Jesus is in their boat. So not only are they in this together, not only are they not alone in their storm, they're in it together, but they're in it with Jesus. And sometimes we, we, we fail to remember that Jesus is with us. We fail to remember that, that God is walking this journey with us. The Bible says that his spirit is in us. So when we face what we face, when you go to work, when you come to church, when you, when you interact in your neighborhood, when you do whatever it is you do in a time that is uncertain, when you don't know what to do, Jesus is with you. He's in your, he's in your boat. The Bible says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not fear. Do not panic. Do not react. I am with you. I like what Psalms 23, very famous, says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. We're not even in the darkest valley, church. You think this is dark? This is not dark. It might be a little shady, right? You know, some turn down the dimmer switch a little bit. Can't see as much. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me, the scriptures say. He's in your boat. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, he's in your boat. And he's sleeping. Now let's just think about that for a second. You're in a storm. Not just any storm. You're in a sailboat on a lake. It's a furious storm. It's so bad that you all think you're going to drown. And you're, and you're fishermen, which means you're used to this. You're used to being on this lake where storms come suddenly. So this is not unfamiliar territory for you. But you are so afraid of this kind of storm that you think you're going to drown. Thunder's crashing. Waves are crashing against the boat. Everybody knows that there's a storm going on. But Jesus is sleeping. Do you know what? That's, that's interesting. The sound of the thunder didn't wake him. The waves crashing against the boat didn't wake Jesus. He's not startled by the noise. Never do you read Jesus going, what's that sound? Guys, I'm trying to sleep. What's going on? Ah, you know, the thunder just woke me. Never is he startled awake, gripping red, going, oh my goodness, we're in a storm. The only thing that woke Jesus is the cries of his people. The only thing that startled Jesus awake was when somebody called on his name. Storms do not startle God. Uncertain times, bad reports, broken marriages, families falling apart, you know, job loss. Those things do not startle God. He's not shook because of circumstances. What awakens God, what awakens Jesus to a circumstance is when people cry out to him and call upon his name. Jesus, I need you. Come on, that is good. Somebody came just for that. Jesus, I need you. When you're in a circumstance, when you're in a storm, we might say, God, where are you? But he's not responding to the storm. He responds to the cries of his people. Do you know when my kids are carrying on and they're going crazy and maybe there's something going on, I can tune them out really easily, right? There's noise happening in my house. It's just chaos. I'm just like oblivious, just living life, whatever. But the moment they say, Daddy, I'm awake. 
I'm zoned in. I can be stone out of sleep. You know, we have, we have a baby monitor going on in our room because, there's the, you know, we have a baby, so we hear that shh and the baby. And then our boys' room's right across, so noise travels really easily. And so I can hear things all the time, and I'm just, I can just sleep through it all. But the moment one yells, Daddy, I'm awake. The stuff doesn't startle me. My kids calling on my name wake me up, and I'm there. And that is the same with the Lord. When you call upon his name, he is there. When you call upon his name, he is there. God is not awakened by thunder and waves, but when we cry out, Jesus, don't you care? Now, I love uh, what Jesus says. He gets up, looks at them, and says, You have a little faith. Why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? You know, sometimes the questions Jesus asks me tell me more than the answers I'm looking for. Why does that bother you, Call? I'm like, oh. Why are you so afraid? What are you worried about? Fear is the antithesis of faith. Fear and faith cannot coexist without one dominating the other. You, where there's a lot of fear, there's little faith. Where there's a lot of faith, there's a little fear. The Bible says that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. And I love that because it stakes the claim that faith is not empty of wisdom. Walking in faith doesn't mean walking blindly. Walking in faith is walking in power, love, and sound mind. Now, some people claim faith and then do stupid stuff, right? Like, I'm not going to save, God's got me. You know, I'm not going to get sick. I'm going to lick the hospital floor because I got faith. Well, you don't have a sound mind, that's for sure. Like, you can, you can, you can claim faith and then and do some silly things, make some silly choices. Faith is not absent of wisdom. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. Now, you can walk in fear or you can walk in faith. You can, you can walk in worry or you can walk in certainty. Now, don't, don't be silly about it. Jesus looked at the disciples and said, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Do you forget who you belong to? Do you forget who you belong to? You of little faith. Do you forget who's with you? Do you know who I am? Like, I love when Moses was called from, from the wilderness to go back into Egypt and stand before Pharaoh and deliver the people out. And he's like, ah, da, 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 I can't talk. I, uh, and he's like, who made man's mouth? Like, that's, what, that's God's reply to Moses. Who made man's mouth? Did you? You don't think I can do this? You don't think I got the power and the ability to help you? You don't think I'm going to be with you? You're afraid of this storm? Who do you belong to? Who do you belong to? You belong to me. You're part of my family. You're my child. And I am with you. Why are you so afraid? Don't you have faith in me? Don't you have faith? Then, that's my favorite part. Jesus got up like a boss. Because he was the boss. He looked at the wind and the waves. Be still. Do you know what I imagine? 
I don't imagine Jesus yelling at the wind and the waves. Because true authority does not need volume. I imagine that Jesus stood up in a very calm, direct manner, told the storm to stop, be still. I, I imagine Jesus said, be still in a still fashion. Be still. And it was completely calm. And then the disciples look at each other and be like, what? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? The way of Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. Jesus is someone that stills storms. You want to know what we should act like in a time like this? We need to be people that still storms. One of my favorite children's books is a book called Where the Wild Things Are. And if you remember this book, it's a story of a little boy named Max who was sent to his room, and then he imagines this. Some of you are like, yeah. <laughs> he imagines this, uh, maybe not imagine. Maybe it actually happened. I don't know. He goes off to this mythical land on a boat, and on this mythical land, there are ferocious beasts, terrible, scary, malicious beasts known as the wild things. And when he arrives on shore, this little boy, the beasts come, and they try to scare him and intimidate him. The, Bi the Bible, <laughs> the story, the story says that they, they, they show their terrible claws, and they gnash their terrible teeth, and they roll their terrible eyes, and they shout their terrible roars to scare him. And little Max musters up some strength and courage, and he stops, and he says what? Be still! And tames the beasts. He tames the beasts. Do you know, if we would just understand the authority that is in us because the Spirit of God is in us to still the storms that are in our lives, we may have to ride out a storm. We may have to recognize who's in our bo boat in uncertain times, but we can still the storm that rages in our hearts. We can still the storm that rages in our mind. Be still. Not only are we commanded to be still and know that he is God, but God is in us. Therefore, we have the authority to say, be still. I want to be a storm stiller. I want to be someone who looks at the chaos around me and brings a measure of calmness to it. I want to be the kind of person that when I walk into a situation because the Spirit of God is in me, because I have faith in Him, that just my, the Spirit of God in me, the calmness on my life, calms the situations around me. But that doesn't happen until I look the fear in my own heart and in my own mind, and I look at the storm raging on inside of me, and I say, be still. Be still. And know that God is God. Be still. Faith is easy to find when you have calm waters and clear skies. Oh, yeah, I got lots of faith. But when the water starts to rage and the waves start to crash against the boat and the sky gets a little cloudy, that's when we struggle with faith. That's when, when you get a lot of believers who are claiming to be believers faltering in their faith. When the waters are choppy. And it's in those times that we need to shout, a shout of praise, and a command to be still. Be still. The way of Jesus is knowing that God, who created all things and who holds all things together, 
is with you and has the power to still the storm inside of you. So in a time like today and in the next few days and weeks ahead, may we as Parkway Church people recognize who's in our boat and be still for he is with us. He has not left us. He's not forsaken us. And even though we might be hit by a couple waves, might get a little wet, recognize he's in your boat. Show some faith. I want to pray in just a moment. Um, But I imagine that the days ahead and the weeks ahead are going to look a little bit different than what we expect. It's changing daily, and we need to be mindful of that. We need to be mindful that regardless of what we think about this, we need to deny ourselves. And we need to do what is best for our community and our country, so that may be mean that we have measures and practices that, that we need to take on that are necessary for the sake of others. But I think this is an opportunity for the church in 2020. I think it's an opportunity. I think it's an opportunity to go and still some storms. I think it's an opportunity to show some peace. I think it's an opportunity to show some calm surrender. I think it's an opportunity to show and be the church to the vulnerable, weak, and needy. Did you ever think that maybe when you were getting some groceries that there's someone who can't get to the grocery store and maybe needs some help? Right? Maybe there's a neighbor. Someone that you can call and say, hey, can I help you out? Can I pray for you? It's a great opportunity in uncertain times to be the church. On a, on a weirdly practical level, I think it's an opportunity for us to engage with people in different ways that maybe wouldn't engage with us typically. We live in a digital world, a very digital world. They say that the generation that's coming up, and maybe some of you are in this room, Generation Z, that cellular devices, for instance, is like an appendage. To remove a, the cellular device from their hands is like removing a limb. And that, like, for my, I'm the millennial generation. Like, we, we, we were labeled that, but we can survive a little bit. We throw a temper tantrum when, when, when that stuff was taken away. And those kids do too, but it's a whole different era because they grew up only knowing that. So we live in a very digital age. We live in 2020. We need to remember that. And um, so if there comes a day when we can't gather like we usually gather, how do we gather? One thing, um, again, we're looking at live streams options or church online options uh, as possibly even this upcoming Sunday, March 22nd, we may need to do that. And I say that very frankly just because I want you to be aware. Um, you, need, you need to be aware. So keep posted for that. Um, sign up for the emails on the website. You know, check out Facebook. Track along with social media. Um, if you have a smartphone, and many of us do, I want you to go on your app store, and I want you to download YouVersion Bible app. YouVersion Bible app is a free Bible app, and it has Bible reading plans on it. And why do I say this? Because do you know what we can do on there? You can add me as a friend, and we can add each other. And what we can do is we can actually read Scripture together. 
So you can, you can select a plan and invite friends. And so what you do is you read the scripture for the day, and there's a little part where you can chat with one another about the scripture. So in a time when we can't gather, what do we do? We gather differently. We gather differently. We can't meet necessarily midweek, or we've suspended our midweek programs. So what it would look like for us to have our prayer gathering online, right? Wednesday, 6.30 rolls around, and we jump on Facebook Live, and we just have a prayer meeting. What would it look like? You can stay in your PJs. You don't even have to do your face, right? <laughs> you, we, you won't even be seen. We do that. One of the things uh, um, that Facebook actually allows you to do is you can set up a watch party. A watch party is where you can watch, talk, and react to the same videos, such as live videos, at the same time during a watch party. So hypothetically speaking, if we had a Wednesday we went live on Facebook on Wednesday. In our, we have a prayer group. We have a private prayer group. So if you want to be a part of the prayer group on Facebook, you have to ask someone that's a part of it to add you or seek it out and, and, and request an invite. But let's say we go live on there. We can, each, we can go have a watch party, and you can comment and react to one another. You can watch a service together online. Isn't that crazy in a digital world that we can still stay connected? I'm not saying that this is forever. I'm not saying that this is the only way to go. But it's an option, Right? How about those people that usually wouldn't engage on a Sunday morning? Maybe they'd engage. How about people that wouldn't usually engage in prayer or Bible study? Maybe they'll engage because we're doing things a little bit different. If you're not online on a Sunday or uh, during a, you know, a prayer meeting night, go to someone's house that's willing to house you, or maybe you know someone that's not online, invite them over, and let's gather together online. If we have to do those things, let's do those things. It's, it's, a, it's a weird time. It's a weird time. But instead of pointing the finger and saying, this is silly, and it may be, let's do what we got to do to keep moving the church forward. Amen? Are you with me? Because we're united in this, right? We got to do what we got to do, do. We would fail as a church if we had to, for precautionary sake, not meet in a gathering like this and not do something else. Right? If we just said we're not doing anything, we'll see you in a couple weeks. No. We'll do something. We'll just do it differently. I'm not saying we're there, but we may be there, so I think it's an opportunity. Download the app. Connect with your life group. Keep posted for updates. And still some storms. Still some storms. Bring peace to those around you. Increase your faith. Trust in God. He's in your boat. And he's resting. Do you know why Jesus was resting in that boat? Because what he was going to encounter on the other side of that storm was a lot worse than that storm. The disciples are so caught up in that storm that they don't even recognize that what's coming on the other end needs a little bit more rest. Jesus is resting in this boat because he's going to encounter some demonic spiritual activity. And so maybe we need to still some storms because what awaits a year, two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the road, it needs a little bit more energy than the storm we're facing right now. And that is a sobering thought for me. The way of Jesus, deny yourself for the sake of others. Would you bow your heads with me? We're going to pray. Father God, Thank you for your word today.
Lord, and I just pray that you'd speak to the stillness in our heart. You'd speak to the fear in our heart, Lord, still the fear in our heart, still the storm that rages in us. Lord, maybe that's because of the times we're in with what's happening in our globe and our nation today. Maybe that's because of what we're dealing with in our own circumstance, our own situation, God. Maybe we're facing something, we're going through something. Help us to recognize that you are the God who can still any kind of storm. Help us to remember that while we may be facing something, we're not, we're not alone. Not only are you with us, but we have a community, Father. We have a body of believers that, that are here, that we can walk with, that we can journey with, Father. And help us to trust one another as we trust you, God. Unite us, Lord. Help us to, as your scriptures command, love one another. And let us be people who deny ourselves. Let us be people who take up our cross. Let us be people who follow in your way, who pattern our lives after you, who, who approach storms with a stillness and a calmness because of the faith that's rising up inside of us. So in the days ahead, we pray, God, that you would be with us. Lord, we pray that we would recognize that you're with us. And we pray, Father God, for supernatural power over our nation right now. I pray again for intervention. I pray for wisdom for government leaders and those in authority. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just protect your church and your church people. And I pray, Father God, that churches across our nation would begin to look a little bit more like what a church is supposed to be in 2020, what a church is supposed to act like and live like and breathe like, and not just institution, Father God. So use this as an opportunity, Father God, to awaken your church to be the church. Lord, and if that means we need to, it needs to look different, then it needs to look different, Father. If that means we need to, to meet online, and we need to meet a line, God, whatever we got to do, but let us not fail to be the body, to be the hands and the feet of you, Jesus, in this time. People need the church more today than they did yesterday. People need the church to be the church, to be your hands and feet more today than they did a month ago. And so help us in our nation, God, in Parkway, in, the, in our community, in our region, to be who you've called us to be, to be your people In Jesus' name, we love you, Father God. We bless you, Father God. We pray you bless this food to the bodies of those who will receive it in the name of Jesus, God. And God, for our meeting, Lord, we pray that you'd guide and you'd bless and you'd have your hand upon in Jesus' name. And everybody in this room with incredible faith in their hearts said, amen, amen. Listen, still some storms and be at peace and believe and have faith that he is with you you. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that this message brought you closer with Jesus and gave you a better understanding of your walk with him today. If you would like to know more about who we are as a church, you can visit our website, weareparkway.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at parkway.church.